0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of No Boundaries. It's your girl, Aisha, checking in. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Guys, we're on a journey to the shade room, honey, with the one and only Abigail Shade. Welcome to the show, Abby.
1: Hey, y'all. How y'all doing out there?
0: We are doing well. We hear that you are part of the new book, The Overcomer's Anthology, the volume that talks about overcoming fear. And your chapter is on overcoming fear and judgment. Um, tell us about that.
1: So in my chapter, I talk about the fear that none of us like to talk about. Like the church hurt fear. Like you don't talk about stuff because you, you're scared they're going to start judging you. And as Christians, especially as women Christians, we face all these obstacles with what we're supposed to look like, what we're supposed to act like. But we don't understand and we're never taught
0: that despite our walk on Christianity and faith, that we face obstacles too. It rains on the just as well as it does the unjust. Absolutely. I totally agree with that, Abby. Totally. So, um, So tell us about who you are as an individual so my audience can get a chance to know a little bit more about you.
1: almost 20 years of been in that field that that's just not really my calling that's not really my passion mm-hmm. I love to cook I love to do artistic stuff with food okay dear. especially um on the dessert aspect of it to some extent um I feel that that is a great outlet to tap into one's soul
0: right and it works
1: miracles for me and the people who I invited to my kitchen because the most unexpected conversations happen when your guards are down and when you're just having a general conversation while you're
0: preparing
1: a simple meal Mm. you'll be amazed at the things that can be happening
0: so it's like opening up the window to the soul in a way huh it is it is so when that
1: book says cooking for the soul it is a true statement
0: yes we you we're gonna have to get some samples of that stuff abby just let me know girl i got you (laughs) Okay, I have some more questions for you. So, I would like, we would all like to know, um, in your opinion, what what is fear and what is judgment uh, to you?
1: So, to me, fear is the things, not just one thing, the various things that we can't see. Mm-hmm. We fear, we have a, an illusion on what the unknown looks like for us. And because we can't control it, we are scared of it. Right. And the judgment part of it for me is everybody going to talk about you one way or another.
0: Say that then. Okay,
1: a lot of things that are going to happen in life that it may not be so much that you are, oh, how can I work this right? You know, I, I'm going to say it like this. Some skeletons I want to keep in my closet, <laughs> and I don't want you know my business. Okay then. Because you gonna have something to say, but you're not telling us about the skeletons in your closet. Right. The ones that you're putting them down with yourself.
0: You want to know why and they, they want, don't want to?
1: You
0: know. You want to not to interrupt, but you want to know why they don't want to talk about it? Because it's church culture. You, we only talk about the good. Nobody's getting delivered and healed from the things that are hiding in their closet. So, we fake it till we make it. That's been my well, experience. Until you make it? Yes, ma'am.
1: That's not the Christian way. That's,
0: That's not how God designed hard? for it to be.
1: No, it is not. It is not. I mean, even if you read the Bible, it tells you. Like, there's so many things that folks dealt with even in that time. It's the same things we're going to deal with now. There are prostitutes then. There's prostitutes now. Right. look how he turned their situations into a testimony. So it goes to show that no matter what we're going through, no matter what obstacles we are dealing with, that we are not forsaken, despite the way that other Christian so-called folks
0: Mm make us
1: feel in those moments.
0: Right, because everyone has spiritual struggles. Uh, Everyone has had, you know, bouts with strongholds, whether it be in relationships with people, whether it be addictions uh to drugs and substances addiction to to people and attention uh porn anything everybody has had the
1: fear of a promotion yep
0: yeah, everybody has dealt with you something
1: feel, you know the way that people about what you after the fact that you're broken so just because you have a fear don't mean a fear in like oh you know well they're over here and they're living a double life fear comes in all shapes it does. It has no one particular face and it does not affect us all the same. However, we are all dealing with some form of demon. It's just a different host.
0: Yes, ma'am. That is absolutely and with that true. And
1: demon comes that fear. We all do. We all have secrets that we don't want nobody to know. That's a fear. Right. It's a fear of something.
0: And you know, like when I was coming up in church Abbey, i was taught a lot of in my opinion you know looking back as an adult religiosity ain't none of that stuff that i mean i've got some basic things yes i know that uh there is god yes i know that heaven and hell is real yes i i, I know that jesus came and died for our sins yes i know the holy spirit is real and he's our helper those are some of the basic things that i you know gleaned from what i was taught but all that other stuff that filler stuff it was religiosity. Don't wear this. Don't wear that. Don't say this. Don't say that. Um, It's like, you know, it, it was so much of don't do this and don't do that. I ran in the other direction. And it's like in the middle of my running, you could see other people's skeletons falling out their closet from all the things that are, you know, considered to be taboo in church. Like when we talk, um, like in church, it's like, Uh, fear of judgment. No one ever wants to tell you what sex was designed for. No one ever wants to tell you what real relationships are made of and what they're designed for. No one really wants to discuss what love is and isn't because they have their own meaning of what it is. And, you know, um, it's like a bunch of fake stuff, like a bunch of fluff. Like, how am I supposed to do this Christian life, walk in love, And and not walk in fear, fear of the unknown, fear of you judging me as a Christian when I fall or I'm, um, you know, having issues and, you know, you're supposed to pray for people. So it's so many different things. And it's like it makes you question, like, um, are we the are we the church? Are we the cornerstone? Is love and restoration there? Or are we uh, a stumbling block for people? Um, Do people who, you know, struggle, um, see us as being able to help restore them. So um, can you elaborate on that for me a little bit, Abby? Because what better person to tell us, you know?
1: For me, I'm I'm just going to speak for me. Mm -hmm. For me, you were not that cornerstone. The church was not the person who I would run to for help in any of my fears or my fears. Right. Simply because, I mean, you sit in a church and you listen to the corners of the gossip. You look at the small groups. And of course, the scene I was in, I didn't want to become the next topic. Right. So why am I going to tell you what's going on in my life? Like, why would I do that? That was just, I raised it stupid in that area. Like, no, that's not (laughs) what I'm going to do. However, we are supposed to. That is what we are taught to do biblically is you're supposed to confess your sins to your brother and sister.
0: Right. So
1: that you can get that help, so they can pray for you, they can pray with you to those things that you are struggling with, so you don't have to fight that battle all by yourself or feel like you're out there all alone.
0: Right, because but I... it's
1: hard to find those people that say, like, you know, hey, I got you, girl, but do they really have you? Because by the time you hang up or leave, their stay present, you were topic in the conversation, girl, let me tell you. Well, hey, you heard about. You know, so to avoid it all, we hold on to these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, the part that we fail to realize is if there's somebody out here going through the same thing you struggle with. Right. You with them same strongholds, them same demons, them same attachments. that need to hear your struggle like that's light the laughing in the tunnel. Yeah, it's not going to happen overnight. Yeah, it's going to be a whole good fight. But it's worth that fight. And you can't go through all these fights by yourself right and when you find that one person or that group of people that you know for sure without a doubt that are gonna rock with you to thick and thin, you hold on to them more so you pray to god and tell them like hey i need you to send me this like i can't get to this without them and you right i know you hear me lord but i need somebody on earth that i can see
0: absolutely i agree with that because you want to have a group of people that you can be vulnerable with because uh, the enemy would like to isolate you in your thoughts and when you're in sin or when you're struggling with something and make you beat yourself down you know and and the farther you get out away from your circle or you know or people who are a great influence to you to bring you back in it's like you're no longer anchored you're drifting now and it's like you're easy prey for the enemy so
1: it's like Oh, that's
0: okay i wanted to ask you like in the book you talk about your struggles and you um for those of you who don't know abby's going to tell us about what she struggled with in regards to um what she would be judged by the church for what she went through so uh enlighten us on you know uh what you were going through in that season abby
1: chapter I talk about how in the beginning I struggled with abandonment unknowingly. Mm-hmm. Um by being abandoned in so many in so many ways in my childhood, it was something that I carried over into my adulthood as long as well as my marriage. But unknowingly, it never dawned on me like, hey, we're here. You got an issue you to deal with because just don't talk about. Certain mm-hmm. things in the household are just not up for conversation and topic. So even if I did know that it was something that I needed to deal with, who was I going to talk to about it?
0: Wow.
1: So what do you do in those situations? For me, I tried to feel the voids. But after enough time had passed on, I, I came to an understanding that I couldn't feel the voids. The voids I tried to feel were like the abandonment void. Because I had abandonment issues and I was married, I felt like I was lonely inside of my marriage. So I stepped outside of my marriage, had a whole other life, literally a whole other family. I became a wife without being on paper to somebody else. Wow, okay. My kids became part of their family. Their kids became part of my family. They played together. We ate together, we woke up together, while my husband still stayed at home without a and what the heck I was out here doing. Wow. Well, because of that fear of judgment, who I'ma tell that to?
0: True.
1: I went through a season where the stronghold on the whole outside relationship, it had me bound. Like, when I tell you that thing is real, that thing is real. When they tell you about these soul times out here, baby. Mm-hmm. You ain't seen nothing yet till you've been here by a soul tie. When I tell you, you need your village at that point, you need your entire village.
0: Wow. It's going to
1: take all y'all to get you through that through that season. And it's not going to be an easy task. There's always going to be tests and trials that's going to come along that obstacle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But you going to need somebody to rock with you and stand with you tall.
0: Right, because the Bible tells us that iron sharpens iron. So it's like, Like when you say, when you confess to one another and that person is supposed to sharpen you and say, Hey, you know, I'm not judging you, but this is what the Bible says. And when you feel in this type of way, you're feeling abandoned or lonely, don't call that individual, call me, let's pray together. Let's pray this thing up off of you. Let's redirect that energy. And, um, a lot of people don't have that. So it's just like when I was in church and you would hear, um, People saying, "Okay, you know, I've been healed, I've been delivered, and the Lord has emptied me out." And uh, but they tell you to be mindful that you're filled, you're filled with the Holy Spirit, that you're constantly doing things that are, you know, uh, building you up and edifying you. Because guess what? Those spirits will come back with what extra, and it'll be even more difficult for you okay. to break that hole. But people don't want to when talk about that. Back?
1: Mm-hmm. When them things come back, right like there. I have to you, so but I can hear about them things. Mm. When they come back, they come back with seven of their friends, if not more. So my cool. abandonment led to infidelity. Mm-hmm. My infidelity led to depression.
0: My wow. depression
1: led to paranoia. My paranoia led to suicidal ideation. So one thing was back like a whole bunch of friends. Wow. Luckily for me, I had a circle. Somebody I can call and say, look, this is where I'm at. If you don't me on these days, then you do this, this, that, other. Like, we had things put into place. Mm-hmm. When I got to the point where I knew that I had already been delivered from the situation, but yet the situation was still calling me because it was a struggle, because my flesh wanted it, but my soul knew that it was wrong. Right. So I was my biggest fear was being judged by God. Like, if i die down and it's Not only would I worry about how God see me, how everybody else don't see me. Will I go to heaven or hell at this point? Because I was what I call a repeat offender. Wow. Get delivered, repent, repeat. Get delivered, repent, and we gonna do it all over again.
0: Wow, I've been there. I've definitely been there.
1: I mean, so we all have things that we struggle with, Don't get me wrong, but everybody's struggle is not the same. But even when you are struggling, yeah, sometimes you feel like I can go through this by myself. I wouldn't advise that. I really wouldn't. You really need that village because you're going to really need somebody to hold you up in prayer. There was a lot of days I couldn't pray for myself.
0: Right.
1: And if I didn't have those prayer warriors that I was attached to, where would I be? Would I have been able to get through that whole chaotic situation? Wow. Would I have been able to have mended my merits to the point where it was before my husband died? Would I have had more regrets now than I did prior to? Wow. So there's a lot that comes with the the spirit of fear. Mm. So I just think that it's bigger than most people get it credit for
0: yeah it is so can you take us to your um your deepest moment when you were in what you call the lion's den dealing with that situation
1: oh Um, the good old lion's den so in the lion's den was like i said i was in a love mm triangle i was in a situation where Became pretty much like I said, their wife.
0: Wow, okay.
1: In that situation, me and the wife were like cordial, but like there was no sexual relationship with us. Mm-hmm. I was only intimate with the husband. Wow. But however, because he was feeling the void for me, the abandonment boy, like, you know, he was always there, he was always attentive, he was always motivated was always telling me what I could do. He was always making sure that things happened to me. Like I felt like he would he was doing everything that my husband should have been doing. Okay. Probably possibly a bit more. So the kind of love that I had for him, it made it difficult to leave. Like when I let's see, you know how people say something about the forehead kisses?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's a special kind of pain. <laughs> that just
0: won't let me go. Lord Jesus.
1: Like, I anticipated those things. I anticipated him walking through the door. I anticipated, you know, our outings, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
0: Okay. However,
1: I still knew that it was wrong in my spirit, and due to the calling that I didn't know for a fact that I have in my life. At some point, I had to fear of the Lord, like literally, to fear of the Lord, like I'm going to die. Because surely, an adulterer is, you know, in the Bible, they're stoned. Right. So it's like, you know, that's not the death I want. And God had already told me, like, you're going to get together or you're going to die. I didn't know if it was spiritually or naturally. And I wasn't ready it.
0: Okay. Now, let me ask I was you like, this. You know, Lord, go ahead. Do you think you were. Um, In some ways addicted to that situation and would you call it toxic looking back or what would you say?
1: I would say I was addicted and it wasn't to the sex part of it. It was to the, to the, the feeling of being needed and wanted. The feeling of being appreciated or you know the love and affection that I felt from a person that I felt I deserved that I was missing out on. Okay. So, of course, it becomes toxic because, for one, he was my husband, I was my wife. It shouldn't have been in the beginning. So, anything that's not good for you, naturally, it's toxic for
0: you. I agree with that.
1: At least to some extent. It might not be, like, you know, there are different levels of toxicity, but Mm -hmm. that's definitely toxic for you.
0: Like, it might not have been
1: good for my soul, but it was
0: definitely good for my flesh. We've all been there on occasion, I do believe. I'm I'm not perfect. Perfect. I'm guilty of that. Uh, And coming up and, you know, heck, I had a, my first child was from someone who was just merely separated from their wife, but still dealing with their wife. So I I believe that we all uh, have sinned on whatever level and falling short um but the thing is that you get up and you try it again and you keep walking Um and you progress towards what's better so now we're going to switch lanes a bit and we're going to talk about let's talk about recovery how did you do it because that when you're dealing with a stronghold or a soul tie and things like that seem to have you bound and you you know you can't get free and these are the things that uh we as christians um we sometimes they don't want to. people don't want to discuss that like oh i'm bound or he has me bound or she has the spirit from him or her has me bound or the situation has me bound and how how do you get free so let let's give them the game today let's let them know like how did you recover from the situation well first let
1: me start off saying that i think a lot of people don't even know they're bound wow because when you're in a situation for an extended period of time or in a situation that you know is wrong for you at some point you become blinded by a situation like you know how folks uh in abusive relationships are where everybody on the outside see that that dude or that lady just ain't no good for you mm-hmm. and you just keep going back and back and back because you're blinded by so-called love it's the same kind of thing wow. because you're in it you can't see the the detrimental that it's done to to you as a whole like, you don't see that as tearing you down. You don't see that as you apart. You don't see that as tearing you away from the relationship with you and God or the relationship with you and your friends. Because in that situation, I didn't have any friends. I cut everybody out because I didn't want nobody to know what I was doing. So it was me all by myself. How I overcame it is the last time that I went through deliverance, I told God, I said, Lord, I'm struggling. I said, I need you now more than ever. I'm struggling, God. I'm struggling bad. Like, I can't do this without you. Now, only can I not do without you? Like, I need somebody here that's going to grab me by my hand and tell me, no, I'm not letting you go over there. Or, no, I'm not letting you call him. Or, no, you can't meet him. Somebody has to help me stand still on my faith.'" Right. So, I told God oh, I needed somebody. So, I was talking... To a girl from my church, who I call my sister, like one of my closest closest friends my mm-hmm. I hadn't talked to her in a while when I finally had told her about what I was going through, I was almost at the end of the relationship for the most part mm-hmm. so I had to reach out to her and I confessed to her everything that I was going through, everything I had dealt with everything that had happened and the people who I had these encounters with and I told Like I said, I don't know how I'm going to get to this by myself. Like, it's hard. Like, I'm struggling. I'm struggling, like, really, really bad. Mm -hmm. I was like, I feel, you know, like, an addictive person going through rehab. Like, you know how you get it, and you go through withdrawals, and Mm -hmm. your body starts going through stuff, and then everything else. Like, that's how I felt. Like, my body and my emotions were going through so much at one time. Like, it was just overbearing. So out the blue, she didn't know that she had already pretty much confirmed my prayer. Because she was like, I'm going to help you. You know, like, I'm going to hold you accountable. So That's her not that got a plan That when I get to having these urges to go see this guy, that I got to call her instead. When I want to go out and he's the topic of my mind that she has, I have to call her she's going to, you know, put me back on track. We're going to talk about other things. We have to pray together. No matter uh-huh. what time of day or morning it was, I told her if I got to wake you up and you going to have to get up. I can't, it's not like you control when these urges come. It could be better than night. Right. Sometimes you just want that touch or you smell a familiar scent that reminds you and puts you back into that place. Like, it's triggers like anything else in life. Wow. There's triggers to this situation. So for me, it was having that one person Who knew my deepest, darkest secret Mm -hmm. to help play me off this situation. Right. To come grab me by my hand and tell me, like, I'm not going to lose you to this. I got you. No matter what time of day, you're going to have to call me. We're going to have to figure it out. If I got to be late to work, if I got to call in, then we're going to have to get it together. And that's exactly what we did. It took a long time. Almost a year.
0: Thank God that you had that type of support, though, because, like I said, some people are afraid of vulnerability. Some people are afraid of letting people into their world and seeing the real them and the things that they're actually going through.
1: Yeah, but it's hard to get naked in front of people to that kind of extent, not really knowing what a person is really capable of. Like, how well do you really know a person? Right. People who know me would have never thought that I would be in this kind of situation. I'm a, I am was a pillar of the church. You know, like, I went to church every Sunday. I sang in choir. I played additional roles. Whoever mm-hmm. would have thought? Like, you see me praising the Lord. You hear me talking about scripture. You hear me praying for folks, et cetera, et cetera. Why would I be dealing with that?
0: Right. So,
1: to sit here and tell somebody in the church like hey this is my struggle like how, do, how does that really play out with pictures of that paint, you change your perception yeah you know, you're changing your perception of yourself to them
0: right so like based on where you are now like living a, a healthier life emotionally um uh, being restored and in alignment with god um how do you safeguard yourself and protect yourself from, you know, being a repeat offender again?
1: So, I am completely it. Okay. Since my husband's demise, I have not yet dated. I
0: have attempted to date. Well, yeah, that didn't go too well, girl. That didn't go too well. <laughs> the dating pool is it's shallow okay. out here, Abby. <laughs> Oh.
1: I don't know what little things
0: gonna here, but, um, uh, things more to me than just sex and eat, you know? Right. You know, but, uh, people don't want substance anymore. They don't want commitment. No. They don't want, they don't want to put in the work and the, and the effort it takes to, um, build a relationship and maintain it. They don't want that. They want this, you know, this culture is microwave with everything. Microwave relationships, you know, um, everything that looks good hashtag relationship goes on social media but you you add each other's throats behind the scenes or you're not getting along when you you don't you only like each other for the physical or for you know what the look or the appeal of it is the lure of it because of the culture and there's no substance yeah. there's no value and and most of all most importantly what they're doing these days, it's not even a representation of God. It's not a representation of what love truly is. So when it comes to the dating dating pool being like that, man, I would rather be by myself. Just... Yeah. <laughs> I, had to, I
1: had to tell these, these men, these young ones, and these old ones out here, that Abigail Shade is not just a pop. You can't put me in, warm me up, and be like, okay, well, you know, time. for <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that's not happening
0: wow. It's not a microwave TV dinner. I agree with that. You can't know me
1: for two seconds and then think you
0: know that everything is hunky dory and we're moving on. No. Uh, they think that this is that is the thing. It's like speed dating out here in their lives. They yeah. just every every eight weeks, every I'm trying a new one. I'm trying a new one. And some people I've talked to, I'm just like, are you serious? Like for real, like, I've been divorced for 12 years, and I think I've dated maybe, maybe five people in that time period, and uh, it, it just didn't work out, and so it's like, I think people have to be very selective, they have to be guarded and, you know, protect themselves and cover themselves, you know, so you don't have that issue. Um, yeah
1: you have to cover yourself daily yes but most of all in the recovery period you got all your gates because the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy right and he don't come in any way necessary so if loneliness was something i was already struggling with and abandonment i was already struggling with insecurity, i was already struggling with guess what some of us are going to take me back down that memory lane Mm -hmm. And the real test is going to be, how am I going to handle it? How am I going to overcome this obstacle right here? Okay. So for me, I have to keep a very strong prayer life. Don't get me wrong. I do have friends, but I'll make it crystal clear from the beginning. Like, this is not what I'm looking for. This is not going to happen. So if we can't be cordial, you know, hang out from time to time, if
0: we're definitely supposed to even have a conversation, definitely supposed to go even further. Right. There's no purpose. That's
1: setting up boundaries
0: because right you have there. Re, you, have, I say you have to respect my boundaries. Yes, yes, yes.
1: Boundaries. Where I am on my Christian walk. I have a whole lot of boundaries. <laughs> I have a lot of.
0: Anything that I know would trigger me to go and even
1: think about the fear because a man is the one who's thinking. If right. I'm thinking about it, I pretty much already couldn't see it. So anything that I know that it took me back to, to being back in that place or worse, mm-hmm. I don't avoid it because you
0: can't
1: go through life avoiding that thing. Tests are going to come. Right. But I'm prepared for it. Like,
0: I'm
1: always in
0: full body armor. <laughs> always. Okay. I feel you on that Did one. So... That's what it says they put on the full armor. <laughs> Not walk I'm outside already. without your shoes on. <laughs> your in the
1: car and you're in a store. Honey, yes, ma'am. You always stay ready. So if
0: you stay ready, you ain't never gotta
1: get ready.
0: Okay. That, that I like that. I like that, Abby. So um what advice do you have? Cause we're gonna close. So what advice do you have for people who are either currently in this situation trying to find a way out um for people who are out of the situation but they're still on shaky ground and you know there's always gonna be that moment where the opportunity presents itself and uh they could go left or right and they're still kind of teeter tottering with it so to speak. What what kind of advice do you have for those people?
1: First of all I'm gonna say buy book yes. because the book will tell you more about the situation than you're going to get from this interview you'll okay. get the little nuggets that I put in the chapter to tell you hey this is what I need understand though just because it worked for me don't mean it's going to work for you hopefully it will or you're going to take something that I use that will be helpful in your situation secondly find yourself a prayer partner find yourself
0: an accountability partner Okay, so a prayer partner and an accountability partner that's what's up I totally agree with that uh, what Abby said about having both of those because it's very, very important to do so um unfortunately, Abby had to go. she has to shake and make some moves in life. Thank you again, Abby, for joining us on the show tonight, but to uh our audience, if you're experiencing any of those things, whether it be um, addiction, whether it be um, adultery, whatever it is, God still has a plan. God hasn't counted you out, so don't count yourself out. Yes, you need a a prayer partner. Yes, you need an accountability partner. So when these people are lifting you up and intercessing and interceding on your behalf, uh, and, and when you find yourself in those moments where you can't call them and you might be weak and vulnerable and you feel that the enemy has you bound in whatever way. The Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit intercedes for us with moans and groans. So you just, I interpret that as, you know, you never know the Holy Spirit could place you on someone's heart and say, Hey, call Aisha, see what she's doing, see how she's doing, or get on your knees and fall on your face right now and pray for that individual and lift them up. Or, you know, like I said, you could have a call and you could intercede and block them from going out that door and making that mistake again or stop them from making that phone call or sending that text message. So you never know how God wants to use you as the one who intercedes and prays and holds another accountable because we are called to walk in love. And in that love and discipline and accountability, um, that person will be inspired to grow, to you know change their thought process and how they operate uh, when it comes to relationships, people and situations. You never know. Really, guys, you never, ever know what someone is going through. So prayer is an important thing. Uh, Relationship with people are important things. And um, with the right people, that is, are important things. And um, just wanted to share that with you guys. So I hope that this uh, session encourages someone um, and encourages you, if you're going through that situation, to, you know, get a circle of accountability. Uh, If you are someone who is... In a circle of people who are accountable for people and praying and interceding, check on your people. I I I have to say that again. Check on your people because sometimes people think that you have it all together or you seem that um you're strong. Everyone has an Achilles. Yes, everybody has uh something that you know weakens them or you know kind of like when um who was that? Was it Paul? uh, that talks about the thorn in the side. It's that thing that makes you, in my opinion, remember who you are. It keeps you humble. Like, you know, I'm vulnerable to sin. I'm not, uh, I need boundaries. I need people to hold me accountable and pray for me and intercede for me. So when you have those things, it keeps in my mind, it keeps, um, it balances the scales. So you don't never get too high and haughty and think that you've arrived at this level that you're so godly and you're so holy and that you don't need god and you don't need to pray as much or you don't need to you know do the regimen that you've been doing to maintain your uh to keep your mind will and emotions in check so it all provides balance and it all keeps us connected to the holy spirit Um, and it all keeps us walking in love so again guys um i usually do a recap Not doing a recap today, but I want to encourage you uh, to keep putting your best foot forward. Encourage you to keep praying for your circle of influence. Pray for your enemies. The Bible tells you, bless those that curse you. So continue in prayer and continue in your walk. And God bless and I'm out. Peace.